0: Mm-hmm. Hi, hello, hola, and hello. Welcome to my kids think I'm cool but podcast. A podcast about getting knocked up in a foreign country, families living abroad, and raising children in a different culture, all while trying to keep your cool and not lose your shit. I'm your host, Jackie an american filipino mom living in denmark and my kids think i'm cool but i've been eating out and ordering takeout for the last three weeks so last three uh, three weeks ago my air vent i don't know what it's called really uh, has broken so i when i cook it won't blow any of the air out so i stopped cooking on the um cooking um what do you even call that
1: the stove. Oh yeah,
0: mean? the stove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> the other
1: one is called the tractor. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I have I've stopped cooking on the stove because my air vent stopped working. So I've been eating takeout, and my kids have been loving it because they're getting McDonald's or KFC, or even just takeout from my local city. So it's they're loving it. I hate it because I can't cook and everything's at takeout. And here in Denmark, super expensive to eat out. So it's costing me way more than anything else. So let's get to this today's episode. And this episode is all about beauty, hair, and all the girly things that you can imagine for women, especially women that's uh, moving to Denmark. And I want to talk to this because. There's a few posts I've seen online on some people are like, oh, how do I, why my skin so dry or why is the water so harsh here in Denmark? And I just wanted to just do this episode more on beauty and how to prepare if anyone wants to move to Denmark, because this is the last thing you can actually think about is like the water in Denmark. When you move to Denmark, you worry about like, oh, how am I going to get all my stuff there? But once you get there, you realize like, okay, when I wash things, my hands are completely completely dry and yeah it's just Crazy. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just something that people have to adapt to when they move to Denmark. Also, when you move to Denmark, you realize like how expensive haircuts are, getting your hair done, your nails done, even waxing. So that definitely went out the window when I moved to Denmark, including weather. Weather is definitely an effect on people's skin and hands and feet. And I never had to worry about that when I lived in Los Angeles and now In Denmark, I have dry scalp and yeah. And this is why this episode has been born. And it's all about self-care and living abroad. And I wanted to introduce my guest, And my guest is Barbara Marsh from the UK, and she's now living in Denmark with her son and Danish husband. And she runs her own beauty and eyelash bar. She also sells this amazing buttercream that I recently discovered and been using religiously on myself and my kids. And also she is the beauty editor for an international magazine called The International, and it's a magazine for expats. So I'm just going to stop talking now because I can talk and talk and talk, and I want to introduce everyone to barbara thank you barbara for joining this uh, podcast and radio show
1: Hey thank you for having me guys.
0: (laughs) Yeah I'm so happy that you agreed to be on here and kind of talk about your life and about your family and also the beauty stuff that you're doing here in Denmark because I love your uh, shea butter and I've been using it since I've gotten it and yeah it's been saving my skin and my children's skin. (laughs) Oh,
1: That's good to hear that's good to hear. Well first of all my name is Barbara Mensa.
0: Mensa, I'm sorry.
1: Mensa. <laughs> Mensa.
0: Okay, Mensa. I, I, it's I pronounce it.
1: Traditional sh- Ghanaian name. yes yeah. like Smith of England. So there's a lot of people Men- called Mensa. Yes. Mensa. So. <laughs> so Mensha.
0: It's like when people say my last name or my um, my previous last name Rizol, like, Rizol. I was like, ah, no, that's not it. <laughs> so my apologies, Mensha. No worries, Mensa. Yeah, yes. I'm pronouncing the N and the SH like sh. Yeah. <laughs> Sa, okay, Mensa. (laughs) Perfect, yay. Before we get started on the interview, do you want to talk about uh, yourself a little bit, where you're from and where you have lived before coming to Denmark and your interests? Yeah, so I
1: arrived in Denmark about three and a half years ago, going on four years actually, closer to four years. I have a Danish husband, probably the same story that you're going to get with a lot of Danish expats. I arrived here, yeah, three and a half years ago. But before we arrived here, we were actually living in Sweden, where I had my son. I was living there for about a year, no, yeah, a year and a half. We had our son and then my husband got a job offer here back in Denmark. So we were like, "Okay, let's pack up and let's get down here. So we packed up all our belongings, shipped it over and arrived with no family, (laughs) no friends. Having to start again, because I did the same as you can imagine in Sweden.
0: What were your culture shocks when you moved to Denmark? Was it almost the same as as Sweden, the culture? It's similar. similar. For me, there's not really a
1: culture shock because I'm originally born in London. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, Europeans worldwide generally, it's kind of the same vibe, generally speaking. It was more of not... Knowing a lot of people, not knowing anyone, actually, when I arrived here, apart from my husband's uh, family, his mother and his brother and that side of the family. But I arrived with not knowing anyone with a brand new baby. And I was just like, what the heck is going on? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that was the biggest shock for me because you don't really plan how that's going to feel, how that's going to affect you. You kind of just get dropped into this big ocean. Well, well, it's not a big ocean, but at the time it felt like a big ocean.
0: Definitely. (laughs) You
1: you get dropped in it and you kind of have to figure out what your next move is and what you plan to do and how you make friends and all of that kind of stuff. And that's a really scary thing, especially to also have a baby with Mm -hmm. you. So that for me was more of the shock, if anything. Yeah, that was scary.
0: <laughs> I bet. Um and you did it with a baby. Like for me I came to Denmark by myself. Of course I had my my Danish husband, but right. by myself so I had to just take care of myself and navigate by myself. But with you you had to navigate with a baby at the same time. But you know what? I will say this. I think it's easier Yeah.
1: If you have a child, because you can kind of connect with other mothers and that's kind of the way to get into the Danish clique, as I call it. I totally agree. On your own, (laughs) I think it could possibly be a lot harder to make friends because you don't have the, oh, let's go into the park with the prams excuse or, you know, let's have a little play date. And then you kind of meet people through that and other parents through that.
0: Definitely, I didn't find my first friends until I actually had my first baby. Wow! Yeah, I also I was a, walk, a workaholic, <sighs> but I finally started making uh, friends when I had my baby because it yeah. pushed you to go you meet have to other. Go out. Yeah,
1: you have to take the baby out yeah. for a walk, and it's better to do it with somebody than alone. <laughs> With yeah. the mother than alone.
0: So, yeah. How yeah. how were you able to find other mommy friends? Do you know what I think the first two weeks
1: I cried <laughs> in the house alone. Um my husband had just started his new job, so he was like busy working and I would get up and I'd be like I was even nervous to get out of the house with the pram or to go to the shop. I had this kind of feeling of anxiety, even leaving the house. So eventually, after about two, three weeks, I kind of made myself put a post up on one of the social media sites, kind of saying, you know, I've just arrived, I've got a little baby, if anybody else has got a baby around the same age, maybe we could meet up and hang out and all that kind of stuff. So once I put up the post, I was just like, oh my God, nobody's going to answer. So, but I was lucky; quite a few people answered, and I met a lot of people through that. Actually,
0: yeah, that's awesome. I was lucky with mine, as I'm in Denmark. They're known for mother putting mother groups together, and so I got into a mother oh yes, group. I've heard about that? And we were the first international mother group, so I wasn't thrown into a Danish mother group where I had to be forced to speak Danish. I went into a mother group that was people from South Africa, Portugal, France, uh, Hungary, everywhere. So we kind of all felt for each other because we were in a a new country. So we we met every week. So that was my savior was actually having an international mother group. So that's, that's good that you threw so yourself lucky. out. Yeah. I, was,
1: oh, I had to throw myself. Yeah. Either I threw myself out or, you know, go down the little spiral.
0: <laughs> and that's the good thing about the groups here in, in Denmark or in, in Facebook. Like there's groups for everything. <laughs> so yeah, right. it's like it's, it's a savior. And I'm, when I moved uh, seven years ago to Denmark, I didn't even know about groups. <laughs> so I didn't even yeah. know that their groups existed within Facebook. So yeah. No Yeah. So I was I was like that strange girl. I was like, will you be my friend? Oh my <laughs> you know, like looking it's like I'll be your friend and it's like it's yeah. So different now. <laughs> and it's only been like seven years. It's funny actually because when I first came, actually before
1: I left Stockholm, I made a group on Facebook. I think, I can't even remember now. It's still up there. I I don't go into it. It was called something like International Mums and Dads and In Stockholm. And I got like five people people I actually made it in Stockholm but I did it for Denmark because I knew I was coming I kind of okay. was trying to prepare myself but yeah that group didn't work out there's like six people in that group <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you wanna make sure uh, with your son, you don't lose the traditions like in the UK or especially with your family being from Ghana? Um, and how do you keep it alive with your, with your son living in a different country?
1: Do you know what? It's only recently, like the past year, that I've started introducing... Ghanaian words and phrases and things to him because we was a little bit nervous that him trying to learn Danish and English all at the same time would affect him somehow. But that was probably the most stupidest thought ever. I should have just introduced all the languages, everything all at once. But um, it's only the past year that I have been introduced in the Ghanaian language and things like that. But as far as Ghanaian food When I make it I give it to him He tastes it He likes it (laughs) But in terms of Ghanaian culture Do you know what Ghanaian culture is I think it's similar to quite a lot of other cultures Mm -hmm. it's um we kind of emphasize a lot on family and showing respect for elderly people and I think that's kind of a culture that is worldwide in many different cultures outside of Ghana so it's just a matter of you know I buy him traditional outfits well my mum sends it over actually traditional outfits traditional shirts that boys wear in Ghana and things like that so it's just little bits just planting little bits and then just generally you know, as a parent, you want your son to have respect. You yeah. want him to, you know, if there's an elderly person sitting on a bus or whatever, you tell him to get up and, you know, <laughs> let the ladies sit down kind of thing. So that kind of thing, I'm, it's an everyday thing for yeah. us.
0: Do you find it hard to balance? Because in, in Denmark, it's equal. Like uh, everyone's equal and yeah. you do show respect for the yeah. elderly, but there's some kids that yeah. don't and it's okay. The parents are like, I, okay I noticed with it. That.
1: I actually noticed that more so whilst I've been in Scandinavia, that this equal thing, everybody is equal. And at first I was a little bit like, Oh, but you grow into wherever you're living. Yeah. It kind of also becomes your norm. Yeah. But as far as how I'm bringing up my son, he has to get up if there's an elderly person or if a woman's coming or if a pregnant lady's coming, yeah. you've got to get up. because, so yeah. for me, it just doesn't sit so right. Yeah. It's a tough one.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is, especially with our husbands being Dane too. It's right? like, it's like, uh no, it's it's equal and but also you want them to have our, our culture. Yes. Because like even opening doors for people, like if they're holding something or have a pram or or something, like helping oh them. I had to, to teach my husband to open the doors
1: for me. Like sometimes <laughs> I will be so for example, if we're walking through our through the kitchen, and we're passing each other, he will carry on walking so that he goes in first. And I would literally, like, push him back and say, ladies first, come on, move out of the way. And I've been doing that for eight years now, and it still doesn't click.
0: Yeah, I don't <laughs> so... know. For me, too, I'm just like, what? Stop with, like, opening doors, and it's like, it's equal right, you could do it yourself. <laughs> okay.
1: It's crazy, but, yeah, I guess... That's a culture that we have to either
0: accept or... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I try to, with my kids, I also was like, okay, you respect your elder, you you do things like, for example, if you if you see someone struggling to do something, you help them or right. get up when you see a pregnant woman or elderly from, yeah. from the bus or anywhere. So I definitely agree with that on having that be part of their life is being able to help and respect older people. Let's get into your business. And I want to talk about this a little bit more because I think it's so great that this is something that you started in Denmark. Apart from being, you know, a magazine editor for, you know, for beauty experts for the international. Yeah. How did you get into health and beauty? Was do it when what? you moved to Denmark or it was way before that? No, do you know what? I have been a
1: makeup artist for 10 years. I've worked in television actually for... Eight years prior to coming to, to move into Scandinavia, to Stockholm and to here. So, beauty has always been part of my life. I studied it, I've been doing it since I was little, doing everybody's makeup and stuff like that. So, for me, it was something that I was planning to do wherever I ended up. So, when I moved to Denmark, it was like, I I thought it would actually be easy to get into the TV world and start doing makeup. And if it wasn't that, maybe get a job on one of the counters, you know, on the in the big malls and stuff like that. That wasn't really where I wanted to go, but if worse came to worse, that was what I was planning to do. But then I realized I've got a big barrier. I don't know the language. <laughs> and that was like the biggest, like, oh shit, <laughs> what am I gonna do? <laughs> So I I had a bit of a hard time with it, actually. I was like, OK, so what am I going to do? But then luckily there was a salon which was literally down the road from where we live. Um, it was an eyelash extension salon where they did nails. It was like a little beauty salon, a really cute place. Um, so I walked in there and I kind of said to the lady, the owner, you know, I do makeup. I do, you know, I've been doing makeup for years. So Maybe I could come in and work with you guys somehow. And luckily for me, I had actually done eyelash extensions years back in the UK, but it wasn't anything that I took seriously. So I also told her, listen, I can do eyelashes as well. So we can kind of connect the two. Maybe if you have clients who want their makeup done and I can brush up on my eyelash skills. And she kind of agreed to that. But uh, I worked there for about almost a year or so. And she ended up being a complete psycho. (laughs) Well, I was like, I cannot work here any longer. It was terrible. She took advantage of a lot of uh, the girls that were there money wise, not paying correctly and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, okay, I need a plan. So for six months prior to, no, six weeks prior to leaving, I kind of rounded up all my clients and started buying my own kit. And I said, you know what, I'm going to do this eyelashes thing at home because it makes sense. I can drop off. I can have my own hours. I can pick up my son, drop him off and work when I want to work. And, you know, I have space in my plate in my home. So I decided to, that's how the uh, business started originally with the eyelash extensions. So it kind of went from there and, you know, building up the website and adding the makeup into it and all of that. Was it difficult
0: for you to start this business in Denmark by yourself? For me, do you know what? It wasn't difficult
1: because I had a Danish partner who could help me set it up. And actually setting up a business in Denmark, is not that difficult. If you have all your correct paperwork, CPR number and all of that, you basically just go online and, you know, fill out the form or whatever it was. I think it was, yeah, you just fill out some information and you have a business. You yeah. have a business number and you're ready to go. So, and do your
0: taxes every year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: which is my husband's job. <laughs> Which he doesn't want. <laughs> he hasn't wanted for the past few years, but
0: it's his job. It's his job. It is the way he can understand it. <laughs>
1: right.
0: <laughs> so that's so great that you're able to find kind of your niche or your kind of your passion um, in Denmark, because it takes sometimes for a lot of international women. It's hard for them to step out of their comfort zone, and for you to be able to just step into that nail salon or that eyelash place and go, "Hey, I can do this." And that is encouraging for other internationals. You know, to but do. it is?
1: I got tired of being at home. Yeah. With a baby, <laughs> I just got tired. It wasn't for me. I had to put him into bogostu or what is it called? Yeah, for it's it. called Bogustu? Yeah, Bogustu, yeah Yeah. Yeah. I was like, listen, i got to put this kid into Vogastu because I need to start finding me again. You know, it, it was getting depressing for me mm-hmm. uh, being at home every day. So I was like, I've got to do something, otherwise I'm going to go completely nuts. So I had to get out, I had to get dressed up, put on some makeup and walk into different places and try. There's this big depression thing in Denmark that a lot of people don't talk about. And it's usually around expats and a lot of expats women and mothers are kind of sitting at home stressed that they don't have work they can't find work yep. they're having to start again in a lot of things and sometimes you just need that push but luckily for me I could give myself that push but yeah it's 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 a tough one it's not easy being an expat mum or an expat woman coming into a foreign country it really isn't it's a difficult situation and the sad thing is we don't think about we don't plan what we need in order to be here. We kind of just assume everything's going to be great. We've got a new place. We've got the house. The husband has got a job, but then we forget about us. What are we going to do? Do we have a plan? Do we have a network support when we get there? What are we going to do when we arrive? And I think it's really important for women to really start thinking about when you decide to either get with an international, you have to start planning for yourself as well not just pack your bags and follow blindly it's it's a big thing that a lot of women don't think about
0: yeah and a lot of women don't think about like after it's so exciting to think about it when you're preparing for it and you know it's like I'm gonna live in international country and this is how it's gonna be but (laughs) once you move there and then things start getting settled it's like okay how am I gonna make friends it's like oh cooking's different or going to the store is different the way of transportation's different unless you have a car like if you'd never ridden public transportation this time you don't know how it works yeah you don't know how it works you can go the wrong way for six months oh i did for (laughs) me when i first got here i would
1: literally go one stop because luckily for us it's one stop into the city yeah so that was my going out that was me exploring Denmark I'd jump on the train I found out that it was in that direction and that was where I'd go every day <laughs> just to get out but I mean it was also things like um, going into the store and looking at magazines and you couldn't read it yep. that used to just Oh, I would feel so sad because I'd seen all these magazines and I'd be like flicking through them. You just don't know what it is that they're saying. And that used to really bother me so much because in London, I'd like buy a whole bunch of magazines and flick through it and see what's going on and what isn't going on and all that kind of stuff. So
0: I do yeah. miss that. I just miss understanding things. And I don't think that is something that will ever go away because it's, it feels home. When I'm back in the U.S. and I look at everything, it's like, ah, oh, it feels so comfortable. And I know everything. And it's like when you eat out, you hear people speak English and you're just like, ah, oh. it's like <laughs> it's so familiar. Right. Yeah. What do you think the number one complaint is living in Denmark regarding what we spoke about earlier in beauty or maintaining skin? For me, I, I know for me was dry skin and like hair. <laughs> My hair is right. just not as nice as it is. I mean, in
1: terms of beauty, what I got the most. What I found out was a big problem for a lot of expats coming over was finding a good hairdresser and trying to get the products that they were used to from home. Luckily, if you're from a European country, you can pretty much get the same products that you need either from Amazon or a lot of the online shops have all the products that you have in London, in France or wherever. So that wasn't too much of an issue, but I think it was probably finding a good hairdresser. In Denmark, it is ex expensive to get a wash and blow dry for example even for black hair when i first got here i would travel to london every few weeks <laughs> just to get my hair done.
0: and it's the same price with the plane <laughs> ticket and everything too right, right? <laughs> and even getting your nails done it's like what
1: i've got a lady down in what is it called north london in her little spot and she's my nails amazing and I'd get a flight back at the end of the weekend
0: you can even do you know get the five o'clock flight do all your beauty things and get the 10 o'clock flight back home to Denmark. Right. and that'll be as cheap as a haircut here
1: it's, it's crazy. The prices are just ridiculous. But um, it's something you kind of get used to. But what I also find out there's a lot of international or expat hairdressers here who are really, really good. And if you don't know about it, it's something a lot of us should kind of look into, you know, build the expat network and um, business community you know, kind of put back into it because it really helps a lot of uh, women and men who started businesses here. If we put our money back into them, it kind of, you know, helps them grow. You can connect with them. You have the same experiences. They know what it is that you're looking for. And it's also that comfort thing as well. They're in the same boat but, you know, they're in the same position as you. So I think that's important if you are looking for a hairdresser or looking for somebody to do your nails or try to kind of find somebody in the expat community who can, who already has those skills. And maybe you could, you know, help them out by employing them to do something for you.
0: Yeah, I didn't even know about these expats that are doing it until they post something on one of the groups. And it's like, oh, hey, I would like my nails done. (laughs) Like, and then I'll I'll message them. If uh, any of the listeners, you know, you know how to do something, like post it in the group, because not a lot of people know about it, that you can post in the group and be able to do this. um, Yeah, and
1: that's another reason why I created this Warrior Women Denmark group. And um, it was something I was planning to do for a long time, but I ended up only doing it from starting it from last year, I think it was. And it was the idea that I mean, it's for everyone, this group, but it was kind of, you know, the people that I knew, my network that I'd built up. And I kind of said to the girls, listen, let's, you know, create a little something where we can post what it is that we're doing so that other women and who have been in our shoes can maybe, you know, use us. Our- our services and we can talk about things you know find out if about taxes about accountants about different things have a little community where we can have our skills highlighted somehow
0: and it's That's, a safe safe spot where we can just yeah. share even yeah. experiences because yeah. i'm on there and i love it just reading people's what yeah. they post about or what they're working on it's a little great little group that you've put yeah. together and thank you for that because I like it and I contribute to it as much as I can I know I'm
1: happy to hear that I'm happy to hear that so all you listeners who are out there it's only for women sorry guys (laughs) go into Facebook and join Warrior Women Denmark
0: yeah I'll have the I'll have the link on my Facebook so you guys can link to it and add join right sorry Dave (laughs) it's not for men you should start a warrior for men warrior Warrior men men Denmark Denmark. I, I feel so left out
1: this <laughs> somebody wrong you're missing out you're completely yeah I'm missing out. out what about if I wear a dress
0: well can you have he, he has long yeah. hair does that count he yeah, has exactly. really long hair and
1: long nails in <laughs> one hand yeah as long as you take a picture posted in the group, just to confirm. Sure. No problem.
0: You only get accepted. <laughs> Men can only get accepted if they wear a dress. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I'm so excited I will see you there, girls. Good.
0: <laughs> Besides your, you know, your beauty bar, your eyelash, you also have uh, another business, which is the Shea Butter. Yes. How did you discover that? And how did you, how were you able to start that in Denmark?
1: You know what? The Shea Butter was something that started up when I had my son in Stockholm when I had him when he was a newborn he had very dry skin and also something called cradle, cradle
0: uh, yeah
1: and his was really bad um so we went to see doctors and they were all trying to prescribe us what is it um steroid creams and I was like Uh, I was feeling a bit uncomfortable using sterile creams on a brand new baby. I was like, this cannot be possible. So I was on a phone call with my auntie and she was like, listen, what are you talking about? We have shea butter in Ghana. This is what we've been using since, you know, way back in the days. And it works and it's nourishing and it's natural. It's perfect for babies. So she sent me like a massive kilo tub of it all the way from Ghana. And I started using it on my son. And it was actually my husband who was like, oh, this could be a business. <laughs> <was like>, <laughs> He's like, yeah, this could be a business. Why not import it? It's the purest form that you guys are getting from Ghana. And people in Scandinavia, they love all this organic, natural, yep. organic, eco-friendly stuff. So I was like, yeah, I kind of put it on the back burner until we kind of moved here to Copenhagen. And then um, once I settled in with my business that I started with the eyelashes and makeup, I was like, okay, maybe it's time to branch out, put a label on yeah. it, and branch out with this shave butter thing because it seems a lot of people are interested. So I started off kind of giving it to friends that I'd made, and they were like, damn, girl, you gotta, <laughs> you've got to do something with this. And that's how it was born here in Copenhagen, Denmark. I started organising labels, packaging and yeah, the thing, but the thing with us, which is different is every two months we get a fresh batch. Okay. So I'll show you about and it's made, literally made in the north of Ghana mm-hmm. and shipped over to Accra and then shipped directly to here. So it's in the rawest Purest, freshest (laughs) form. So, no GMO,
0: no process, no preservatives, nothing. Zero.
1: And it's the raw shea butter. It's not the ones that have been heated up and then melted down. And then it's just the raw form of shea butter. So, when you put it on, you can feel that it feels different it it sinks into the skin and if you take this um like if you take the smell of it like you put it near your nose you can smell like the how it's been um roasted like there's an earthy roasty smell and that's how you know it's good shea butter <laughs> yeah
0: now i love it and i use it on my kids like i said and my kids have really dry skin too yeah and it during this time of the season they get and they scratch to the point where they're like bleeding it's like stop scratching so yeah. i always put uh shea butter and then also my daughter's hands are super dry right now because she hates gloves well, the
1: washing
0: yeah and the washing uh, and then yeah. she does she hates gloves so, her hands are always cold and then dry from the washing. She's obsessed yeah. with washing her hands. My husband yeah. and I taught her like, every time you use the bathroom, you wash your hands. You wash your hands. And now she always washes her hands. And she even tells us, oh, so and so doesn't wash her ha- uh, their hands <laughs> when they go to the bathroom. <laughs> She's like, but I do. I wash my hands all the time.
1: My son is the same. Like, if he sees any of us walking into the house, it's like,
0: you have to go and wash your hands now.
1: <laughs> like, Shut up. <laughs> Come on. Yeah it's, like- yeah. it's the whole corona season. We've uh, groomed some uh, hand-washing kids. Yeah. Hand-washing crazy kids. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, for anyone that's, you know, dealing with dry skin, also it's good for babies children adults for anyone and it's not just for skin you can actually put it on your face too in your hair yeah it's you just, can use so, it
1: all over the body yeah, um, versatile. a lot of people actually they mix it with their sh- um, shampoos or their conditioners or you can use it as a mask for your hair if your hair is super dry you can kind of cake your hair if you have like cut and 30 minutes to spare, you take your hair in the shea butter, you leave it on for 30 minutes, get on with what you have to do, and then you can wash it out and your hair will feel amazing. Yeah, will, I might, I might have to do that
0: because <laughs> I usually um, use coconut oil for me. I use coconut oil for everything. I never use shea butter because I never found the pure kind. I always had it mixed in with other things or it was a lotion and it wasn't exactly. the same like you had. And then when yeah. I saw yours, it's like it's almost close enough to coconut where it's just so pure it's not like oily but it's it's a thing is
1: people have a perception about shea butter that they think is going to be super oily the thing with shea butter is once you've massaged it into the skin or whichever area of the body that you've put it on it just naturally sinks in and there is no feel of oil afterwards but the way i put it on i cake it on my skin (laughs) Especially if I know I'm not going anywhere. I am like covered walking around naked in my house yeah. with disco with ball shea
0: shiny exactly. <laughs> until until it um, absorbs. That's how I <laughs> am with uh, absorb, coconut absorb. oil. <laughs> but now I but yeah. I use shea butter, but that's how I was before I found yours. Yeah. I would always put so much coconut oil, like hair, everything, and I'm yeah. just like, okay, just wait for it to absorb. <laughs> yeah,
1: but do you know that with the coconut oil you can with my shea butters? So we've got it in the whipped form and we also have it in the shea butter chunks. So a lot of people who like to use uh, coconut oil or virgin coconut oil, which is really good. Yeah. They kind of can buy the shea butter chunks. And then if you've got a blender at home or some kind of processor at home, you can just mix your, um, your coconut oil and the shea butter together to create a little concoction yeah. remedy for yourself. Which is also a very popular thing um, with a lot of my customers, and also customers who like essential oils. You can yep. add a few drops of that in of your favorite essential oil. Um, there's lots of ways to yeah, appreciate definitely. That.
0: You should actually write a blog on how to um, should, how to use it and utilize it, not just know, by right? pure, but everyone keeps, different everyone mixing keeps,
1: thing. Yeah, everyone keeps saying you need to do like little videos little blog or something about it but I have got so much stuff going on that's
0: like me getting around
1: to it I'm getting around
0: that's just like me I'm just like I have this podcast and I have my children's project going on and then you also have kids so it's like you're you're a mother you're a wife it's like do you really want to take that and then put more projects on?
1: <laughs> I'm just taking my time. I'm doing a little bit at a time. Yeah. Shave has been so popular. So for me, yeah. and I'm running Run everything with it. by myself. Yeah. So everything is I have. I don't have other people to kind of do the social medias to do the packaging to send off the shipping um it's everything is done by me so I'm just like okay let me just take my time and do what I need to do
0: (laughs) but the good thing is you have people interest so there is something there for for you and so that's good now it's just uh making it like an autopilot where it kind of goes by itself
1: Yeah, and I mean, it all comes with experience. I mean, when I started it, I had no clue what I was doing. I didn't know about the shipping. I didn't know about... Import tax. Import tax.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's also maybe a kidney. (laughs) <laughs> black market um, kidney <laughs> right and uh, uh,
1: just there's you learn the process when yeah. you start a business there's so many things that you learn along the way so and i'm still learning yeah i mean we are trying to get certain certificates so that we can have it you know in health food stores and things like that Hel- so uh, Health store that-
0: or something like that one oh. of the health health food stores here yeah, but the- i mean just in general just
1: mm-hmm. in larger stores yeah and for that, you need a lot of certificates to be signed off and it all takes time. Mm-hmm. And it's a new, for me, it's a new business. So I'm just kind of enjoying the process, learning as I go along. Uh, I've learned so much.
0: And that's yeah. what matters is the learning and now learning it and then doing it. And then maybe yeah. once you get the process going and starting yes. a new product or a new project that you can not learn, but make it it'll be easier or faster because you already knew, of course, knew the process. Of course, so now you're going to maybe start importing coconut oil or something else from Ghana.
1: Exactly, exactly. I'm actually working on getting the certificates for the coconut oil to be able to come in here.
0: Perfect, um, I'll be hitting you but- up because I, <laughs> I, I usually stock up when I'm in the US.
1: <laughs> I mean, the Ghanaian virgin coconut oil is, when you get it, I have to send you some as soon as I get it. As soon as we have it, I'm going to send you yeah, definitely, some so that you can try send it out me some.
0: For us. <laughs> Okay. Besides the shea oil, uh, the shea butter, you also have the black soap, and not a lot of people are familiar with the black soap. I wasn't definitely mm-hmm. until you mentioned it, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of the listeners probably never even heard of black soap, or when they think of black yeah. soap, maybe they just think it's like um, charcoal or something like that. Can you explain to people what is black soap and like how? What's the benefits of it? Okay, so African black
1: soap is all natural products. It actually has in there shea butter. It's got the husks. It's got the dry husks of coconut uh, shells. It's got a few other products in there that I can't even remember right now. Oh, God, that's awful. But it's got some... <laughs> My mind's gone completely blank. But basically, the main essence of um, African black soap is that it acts as the natural disinfectant. So when you use it on your skin, it takes out all the sort of impurities, all the excess oil, all the you know the dirt sometimes in your face. You know when you wipe off your makeup mm-hmm. and then even the next day you've washed your face and everything and then you get a face wipe and it tonal, still has and you it. wipe it up and it's still got dirt. This is the great thing about Black Soap. When you wash your face, it really does remove it. It strips the skin the dirt off your face and it's in the natural process um so it's very good for people who have let's say skin issues such as um, what is it called when you have acne and eczema and psoriasis and all those kind of troublesome skin issues because what it does is it cleanses the face in a natural way however because it's a natural disinfectant it's always going to leave the skin feeling slightly dry or a little bit tighter than what it should do so the best idea when you use the african black soap is as soon as you've washed off all the lather and everything pat the face dry and then add your shea butter a thick layer of shea butter let that sink in let that absorb into the skin and you're good to go and that's the kind of way a lot of my clients use it. Some people use it all over their body, the African black soap, as everyday wash. If your skin is not used to it, you slowly kind of get your skin used to it before yeah, okay. you, you know, use it all over. Just break off a little bit because it can get messy when you use the African black soap, if you use it as a bar. So make sure you have like a little plastic container or something to put it in. Or you just break a little bit off and, and lather that it up little and piece, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, so the black soap I, I was using, and I, I like, I love it. And yeah. it, I was surprised at how much actually it cleaned um my makeup off and everything. Because yes. normal cleanser doesn't get everything. And then you, no. you still wipe, it's still and then you wash your face in the morning, you right. still get everything. Right. And it's and nice the thing to have is,
1: it. it's, it's natural products. So there's no added fragrances or extra I don't know GMOs or anything it's all 100% natural so for anybody who's kind of looking to go into that route of just using organic products eco-friendly products products that are made by you know people in the villages in Africa women in the villages in Africa then it's the way forward because it helps them we create jobs for them Mm -hmm. and you know we're saving the planet
0: yeah (laughs) <laughs> so we're, we're supporting small businesses. Oh yeah, you the women yeah. in Africa. So yeah. it goes all around. It's not uh, a big corporation no. or anything that it's not big business. It's small, supporting mm. small businesses and uh, the community in uh, yeah. a community in Africa, which is great. Yes. And that's why I love. I love that you brought it and you're selling it here in Denmark and the benefits of it. It's just so amazing, yeah. not just with the black soap but with the shea butter yeah. and uh, hopefully. Um, you can get coconut virgin coconut oil over. <laughs> I'm
1: working on it. I'm working on it. It'll be here sooner than you think.
0: <laughs> I definitely want to hear about it or test it out <laughs> when it comes.
1: Oh yes, we're definitely going to send you some over 100.
0: When you move to Denmark, I know we're talking about uh, you know skincare and lotion and how you discovered Shea Butter and black soap. When you moved to Denmark from the UK. Was mm-hmm. there any changes that you had to do with because the weather is so different here in Denmark and also in, in Sweden compared to? Yeah. It's it's cold. Uh, I think cold and rainy is almost the same, but it here it's a bit more drier. And did you have yeah. to change any beauty routines or skin routine or like hair routine besides visiting for hair? I had
1: to. to moisturize more. You have to condition your hair more. Yeah, leave in your conditioners a longer. <laughs> because the water here is, oh, it's brutal. (laughs) The hard water in Denmark is, I've never experienced anything like that, actually. So I would advise, I mean, anybody here, if you can, and even your drinking water, if you can get a filter, and you can even get filters on your shower caps and things like that. I know that I... I actually bought one in London, but I don't know. If, I think I'm sure you can get it here in Denmark.
0: Yeah, the filters. Or you can get it in um, Germany, the border the border yeah, stores.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you go into Amazon, you can get a shower cap filter and things like that. So if you can <laughs> afford to do that, get yourself a filter. Otherwise, just moisturize A lot more moisturize night and day. You know, if you're having problems with your hair, condition your hair. Actually put moisturizing cream or use shea butter in your hair and leave it on as a mask. Yeah. Um, A lot of people forget that your hair is just like your skin. It needs to be moisturized for it to stay in good condition otherwise it's just going to break off
0: I know a lot of people that that actually when they moved here to Denmark uh, women they just cut their hair off and I'm like I don't look so good with short (laughs) hair and I did it once just because I lost a lot of hair when I had my first child but I look ridiculous with short hair so but I I noticed a lot of of women that move they just cut their hair off or they have really short hair a lot of Danes actually really have really short hair a lot of the older ones but the younger ones have really long blonde blonde hair but I think that the water has put in a toll on their hair that they just cut it off when they're older <laughs> So I definitely yeah. agree with the water here because I I thought I was the only one experiencing oh how God. harsh the water was, and then as soon as I go back to Los Angeles, my skin goes back, my ha- my hair is starts flowing nicely. Right. It's Anytime weird. I leave
1: Denmark, it's almost as though even when I get to the airport, I can feel everything getting better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, what happened? Yeah. But no, it's it's definitely the water. Yes. Yeah. And it's moisturizing and making sure that you moisturize morning and night no matter what
0: yeah I uh, totally agree. So if, like, any women or even women that's actually living here in Denmark already and they're just wondering, it's like, why is my skin so dry or why, you know, my hair is not the same or if I'm getting... Um, I, I know another international that sh- her psoriasis started flaring up when she moved to Denmark.
1: Girl, you got to get her on the share button. Yeah, I actually... I had, had psoriasis. Yeah. <laughs> Let me put it that way.
0: I think I'm going to um, tell her, too. She's in my hairstylist, actually. Yeah. So I'll definitely talk to her about that because... I, and then also I've been sharing your share butter so I love it (laughs) I mean with the thing with
1: psoriasis it's uh it flares up during stress and it flares up in the most random of times but um when I met my husband (laughs) it's funny actually because he was I think it was like the first week I met him I was like listen you gotta start using share butter (laughs) he was like what the hell is that what is this thing and he was putting it on his face and he was like oh my god it's so oily what is this a few hours later, he's like, oh, what yeah. is this? <laughs> this is amazing. This feels so good on my skin. And he started, he hasn't stopped using it. His psoriasis barely flares up. His skin has never looked better. He's addicted to moisturizing. <laughs> if you want to find my husband in the mornings, he's in the bathroom.
0: Moisturizing. moisturizing. <laughs> See, you made him have a habit. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good, though, because psoriasis, some people need to take these pills to make it go away. And so now he's doing it in a natural way, which is nice. Or oh, not pills, uh, but this harsh cream yeah, that they have I to put on. some of the creams have steroids in it. of the
1: creams have steroids yeah. in it. For me, it's just, I, I find it strange that you have to put steroids, a steroid-infused cream on your face. I just don't think it's healthy for the body. And even for long periods of time as well. Because once you start using these steroid creams, the skin depends on it. So it's almost as though when you stop using it, your skin doesn't know what to do without the steroids in your system. So I think, I don't know, I just don't feel it's a good way to go. I think if you're having issues with your skin, try out the natural way first. Yeah. And really go for it and eat well and hydrate with lots of water and just go the natural route if you can. I mean, obviously the natural route isn't for everybody, but you can always blend the natural route with also whatever your doctors have prescribed. You, you know, if your doctors have prescribed a certain thing and that's the route that you've got to go in, yeah, Bend it in with the natural way because you can't go wrong with natural goodness in your body.
0: hmm it's the same with my when my daughter started having skin problems when she was one years old. The doctor gave some cream. I didn't even know what it was, but it's yeah. for like itch cream. And I used it for six months and I was like, I wonder what, you know, what's in here. But I just started using coconut oil and then that actually worked much better. So I don't yeah. even get that anymore. And then my son also got the same skin problem. And now I don't have the coconut oil because I usually <laughs> bring it from the U.S. and I haven't been back to the U.S. Yeah. for a long time. So I use your shea butter and it's helped him so much now and it's it's really great natural is way to go especially if your skin's especially on kids as well
1: and especially if you've got sensitive skin why would you use harsh products on the skin Uh, for me it just doesn't make sense why would you want to pump the skin with steroids but I mean each to their own each to their own yeah (laughs) try natural first
0: definitely we're gonna about to uh, wrap up here the last question uh, actually i have two more questions Uh, what are some of your tips uh, for women moving to denmark in regards to you know everyday normal things i think we already explained it with moisturize expect hard water can you think of anything else that people should expect or
1: what in terms of beauty or in terms of just generally moving over here just
0: moving over here in general you know
1: what In general, if you're planning on moving to Denmark, I would say find yourself a network, Mm -hmm. a group of people, a couple of groups and get yourself into that group and, you know, start conversations and connect, ask them questions and also Find out where you stand, how you're going to get a job. Is it easy? Ask questions. You need to find out because it's going to be a big shock when you arrive Mm -hmm. and you haven't done your research. You know, it's different if you're coming with a partner who's already got a job and, you know, he will be out every day going to the job. But you will be stuck home with no information, no idea where to start off with. Do your research do your research and if you want to start a business, how you go about it, so that when you come, you're prepared. Because I think that was a mistake that a lot of I made, actually. I wasn't prepared. I forgot yeah. about preparing what I needed. I, I, I just didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. And I think, think about what it is that you want to do and find out the information research 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 i think set we get, yourself
0: up yeah i think we get lost into the excitement especially if it's a parent that is moving abroad for the first time and i think mm. we get lost into the the excitement of like i'm moving abroad i'm moving to denmark we don't know anything about it i'm just moving right. to europe you know that's yeah. like for me as an american that's like whoa like europe like my friends still think like whoa you live in europe that's so cool I'm like it's hard <laughs> it's hard to live in uh, as an international the it gets reality easier. is
1: something completely different. Yeah. It looks amazing on paper, but in reality, boom, it's a shock. It's like a slap in the face.
0: <laughs> yeah. And there are some benefits living here compared to oh, the US. Course. And I, I love course. it. And I think a lot of my friends see the benefits more than like personal like hardships or personal things that we go through. You know, I haven't been home for a year since the last. Down, and Same I'm like here. going crazy. <laughs> I'm Same going here. crazy, and it's hard. It's hard it not to hard. see friends and family. But I mean, like
1: you said, the benefits of being here there is a lot of benefits. Mm-hmm. I mean, bringing up children here is a great thing. There's other benefits, such as free schooling, being able to start a business very easy. I find that it's not so judgmental. You kind of are left to your own devices here. Then there's the other side of not having family and all of that. So, you kind of really, if you're moving over here, you really. Really got to consider the pros and cons yeah. and research the pros and cons. That's yeah. all I'm, I can say. Just find out everything and try to grab a few ladies who, when you get over here, you know, that you can connect with, yeah. that you can meet up with so that you're not kind of stranded when you get here and kind of looking where to start.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a really good, uh, good tip for people, you know, who just moved here to Denmark or are planning to move here. It is very exciting. Uh, but at the same time, it's it's hard. <laughs> it's like it's it's both. It's like our emotional roller coaster. It's up and down a process. <laughs>
1: it really is. It's it. that's the exact that's exactly what it is, a roller coaster. <laughs>
0: It is. And then for the listeners, if you want to visit Barbara and have your eyelash de- uh, done, please visit her website. Uh, can you mention your website? Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> or any website, of your other uh, contact info. Yes,
1: I will. So my website is Barbramensa.dk And you can find me on Instagram on beauty And I'm also on Facebook on Mensa. Beauty. So yeah, hit me up.
0: Yeah, some I'll some have messages. all these. Yeah, I'll have all these links on uh, my website um, when the this episode is released on podcasts. so you guys can just easily go on the website and also uh, click on the links, and it will direct you to all her pages, and you can get in contact with her. <laughs> okay. Um, don't forget for the listeners to sign up for my mailing list if you want to hear the latest uh, giveaways that I'm doing, upcoming events, or even new podcasts That's coming out and i only send cool stuff so no spamming <laughs> and if you guys want to follow me uh, and have a glimpse in my crazy international life i have an instagram uh, a fun tiktok and facebook <laughs> so until next time everyone and thank you barbara for being on for here me.
1: thank you for having me okay so nice. uh,
0: till mm-hmm. next time everyone bye